Yesterday, I received a message from a girl who is going through heartbreak, who is continuously trying to pursue this person that clearly no longer is interested in her. She sent me a voice note, so I'm going to be playing that for you guys because I think that this is such an incredibly important topic that I personally have experienced in my life trying to continuously pursue someone who clearly no longer is interested in me or maybe never was interested in me. It was during a time where I had a very different relationship to myself and I definitely did not love myself at the time and so I would continuously put these guys on pedestals and then I would kind of get the guy as in they were willing to make out with me but not really anything more than that this is like a high school during high school I then did get in my second year of high school I got like a boyfriend who I had for many many years so who was just the best like oh my gosh he was amazing so it was like before him that I would pursue these guys that really never were interested in me in the way that I was interested in them and I mean there's nothing wrong with that but I think a lot of us when that happens tend to say that they are whatever negative words we put on them but really they aren't they're just humans that are less interested in you than you are in them and so that just comes across as them playing around with you but really you're letting them I was letting them right because if we have self-respect if we learn to love ourselves so deeply we will not allow ourselves to go through that but it's a lot more challenging than it seems especially because our hearts are involved and when our hearts are involved we can make up a lot of stories in our head. I definitely can make a lot of stories in my head. You know, like we find someone and then we go on one date with them. And then before the second date has even arrived, we think of how we could build a future together and maybe even get married or have kids. Like, you know, we can make up these crazy stories in our head before we actually even get to know the person, before the other person even gets a chance to get to know us and see if this is something they even really want but I know that guys can do this as well but I definitely have a lot of girlfriends like as in all my girlfriends I feel like I've heard stories of where they've pursued some guy and then at some point the guy is no longer as interested in them as they are in them and so therefore it, it to them feels like oh my gosh he's just treating me like beep but even though they are they keep pursuing them. But like I mentioned, I've done that in the past as well. And I think that there are ways to develop our self-esteem in such a way that we no longer allow that to happen. And that's my hope that in this episode, I can kind of share with you the things that have helped me develop my self-esteem to the point where there's no chance I would ever allow that anymore in my life. Like I respect myself way too much. And I mean, Maybe we're going to be proved wrong in a year or so when a guy comes into my life and I fall madly in love with him and then he does this thing and I realize that there's still more work to do. And that is totally possible. Life is a journey. We're never at our end destination. We're constantly growing and evolving. So just take everything I say with a grain of salt. But I want to play this audio message for you guys because I think we can all relate to this. I 
certainly can relate to this in so many ways. And I know that, I mean, pretty much every single one of my girlfriends can as well. So I'm thinking that it's very likely that you guys can as well. Hi, Pernilla. Um, so I have a very random podcast um, or video request, um, which is if you have any thoughts or tips on, um, I guess, just general dating or especially letting go of a heartbreak or a person that you just made really special in your head. So I'm not even just talking about relationships, but more even just dating for instance is a bit TMI like in my situation I can seem to get over um this guy I went out with even though he's really you know he's nice at first and really he put an effort and then it, it just you know the typical like warm hot and cold and now full-on ghosting and just treating me really shit and I really want to let go but it just seems so hard and i know because it's because i put him on this pedestal but i just really can't for the life of me seem to take him off the pedestal and it's just wasting so much of my energy because i think about it all the time even though i know he's not uh, and yeah i would just really love to let go but it's yeah so i would just love to hear your opinion and thank you so much first of all i just want to thank elsa for sending in this voice message because that takes balls. Girl, you got balls. And it is scary to share something as vulnerable as that. So I just want to say thank you so much because we're all going to learn from this. I'm so grateful because I have thought about bringing up this topic and you, everything that you're saying in this message, I can relate to on such a deep level. And I think that a lot of maybe you guys listening can as well. So just thank you for having the courage to send that in. And before we get into it, I just want to say if any of you guys who are listening have any topics that you want to chat about on this podcast, I would just feel so grateful if you'd send in a voice message. It, it's so powerful when we can hear someone's stories because I think it's so relatable. I have a few thoughts about this. And first, I want to say heartbreak is just painful. A-F. Heartbreak is, oh my gosh, I don't think there's any way around that. And I just think it's so important that we take care of ourselves, that we give ourselves so much love whenever we go through heartbreak. Just really with kindness, take care of ourselves as we would as if we were a child and do the things that we feel like doing. Don't do the things that we don't feel like doing. Yes, sometimes if you like lay in bed every night crying, maybe sometimes if your girlfriends are asking you to go out, maybe you should say yes because it will make you feel better, but really just take care of yourself. That's the first thing I wanna say because it just hurts and it's painful. Love, love is the most beautiful thing, but it can also be the most painful thing, I think, in life. So definitely, definitely, definitely take care of yourself first and foremost. The second thing that I just quickly want to mention is that it is easy for me and maybe some of you guys can relate to obsess over someone else or someone else's behavior when I am not focused on myself, on my own goals, on the things that I want to achieve in my life. I've experienced this when I'm in relationships, I've experienced this with my family, and just throughout life, whenever 
I'm not excited about what I'm doing in my own life, I can easily put that onto someone else. So for example, in my relationships, well, regardless of whether it's been friendships, family, or romantic relationships, if I am not excited, as I mentioned, about the thing I'm doing, I can so much easier focus on what they're doing wrong, focus on wanting them to give me something so that I can feel fulfilled. I put on my attention onto them so that I don't have to feel my own negative emotions that I'm going through. However, it's a pattern in my life. So I know once I become aware that I'm obsessing over someone else, someone else's behavior or what, whatever it is within them that I'm obsessing over, it's a pattern that I've experienced so many times in my life that whenever that happens, I need to refocus, recenter on myself, recommit and remind myself who I am and what I want in my life. I need to sit down, figure out what is going on here and be completely honest with myself. What is actually going on here? And what I often come to realize is that Maybe I'd set a goal and then I had lost interest because it's so freaking hard to reach any goal, as we all know. It's so easy to get like demotivated because it just takes so much hard work. It's so exciting in the beginning. We have all the fire, but then after six months, we've continuously worked on this thing every day and we haven't seen any results. We're starting to get, you know, it can tire us out. And that's when it can be so much easier to start obsessing and focusing on someone else. So for me... I'm so sorry. I'm sitting in a hotel room and this air conditioning just went on behind me. I hope that it's not too loud and that you can still hear me. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, oh my gosh, this is the worst lighting ever, but the sun hasn't risen yet and I'm in this hotel room and there's not really any light in this place. So I apologize, but let's let's bring it back. Um, to obsessing over someone else. So what I need to do is I need to sit my ass down, be really honest with myself in how I've been lazy, really remind myself of my goal. What is it that I want to achieve in this life? What is it that I want to do with my life? Like what's the purpose? What's the meaning? And getting really, really, even more importantly, getting really, really clear on why I need to do that for myself why it's so necessary and important that I start freaking giving my absolute all because if I don't, I'm going to either stay stagnant, I'm going to not reach these goals that I set myself, like really refocus on myself, on my life. Because when I do that, I will no longer have as much at least energy to focus on someone else. You know how they say like when you're focused on yourself, you don't focus as much on on others right and I think we can all relate to that when we're like in this good flow of things and people don't irritate us we're not as focused on everything that other people are going doing wrong and it's this thing as like when we're having a really good day and we're focused on the things that we're excited about then people that maybe even people who are you know doing certain negative things to us like it doesn't phase us we just it just brushes off because we're so focused on this good day that we're having on this goal that we're trying to achieve on these experiences that we're 
going through throughout life. So I want to say to anyone and everyone that if we're focused on someone else's behavior, and that could be in a relationship, you're just being so annoyed with your partner for doing all these things wrong. Of course, there's something about like, obviously taking it serious and asking yourself, are we meant to be together? Is this something I want to continue doing if they are not aligning with your values or aligning with like how you want to live life? Then of course, that's like a a question you got to ask yourself. But if it's just like, if you've made the commitment that you want to be with this person and you just keep obsessing over all the things they're doing wrong, you got to look at you because it's your perspective that perceives this thing they're doing wrong. And it's usually, we can fix it through looking at ourselves and I know that we never want to hear that for me it definitely takes a long time to become open and willing in a relationship to see my part of it but usually if we get irritated by someone it's usually due to certain experiences in our childhood that where we've been taught that we have to be a certain way in this world and then if other people don't follow into those rules that we learned or we set for life then we get irritated by them. But really, they're not doing anything wrong. We're looking at them wrong because we set these roles or we were taught these specific roles. I completely went on a sidetrack there. But going back to the thing of like, I think it's important that we really focus on ourselves. I actually had a, a conversation with a friend who was going through really big challenges in her relationship. And, you know, they wanted to be together, but really like thinking, are we not compatible or like what's going on and through her conversation she realized that she'd been so 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 obsessive over all the things that he had done wrong because she had fear of following her own goals her own dreams she had been lazy with her own vision for her life and obsessed over everything and anything that he had done in the relationship that wasn't according to how she felt a human being should be so just wanted to mention that But I think that that also applies to when we're obsessing over someone else who we maybe had a crush on, we'd maybe even fallen in love with. Of course, there's this part of heartbreak that I mentioned in the beginning that we got to take care of. But there's also part of like us becoming numb with our own vision and our own goals and then starting to obsess over this other person and that taking overhand. And I just, if I was in that situation right now, as I have been in my life before, I wish someone told me, stop, stop the freaking obsession and refocus. What is it that you want in your life? Why are you on this earth? What are the things that bring you joy? And freaking start doing that like sit down and journal on this thing I think we all know what it is that makes us get into this really beautiful state and what I would recommend to myself if I was going through this and to a friend like Elsa who is going through this is like get into your optimal state and for you that could be exercising it could be meditation it could be going to the beach we know what is the place that elevates our energy what is the thing or the place we can go to that is going to make us feel vibrating and from that optimal beautiful state sit down and write down what is the purpose of your life what are the things that bring you joy on a daily basis what is the life that you want to create for yourself refocus your energy on you on all of the beautiful things that you want in your life focus on how can I make my experience 
the best possible and how can I then I mean I think when we do that we're obviously going to completely vibrate different vibrations and first of all that's going to make us feel good but we're also going to be attracting so much more beautiful things into our life and the funny thing is once we're in that state either if let's say this other person that we were seeing is also in this beautiful vibrational state they'll possibly want to join you now because I think most people can feel when when someone gives up all of their personal space and time and goals to be with them and for a lot of guys I think that that or girls I think that that's less attractive than someone who feels enough within themselves and has their own vision and goals that's very attractive to have a partner like that right to find someone who first of all loves themselves as they are and doesn't feel like they need you like they're going to be okay if they end up being alone again so step one like getting to this beautiful elevated state reminding yourself of what is it that you want in your life and then really writing out and refocusing your energy on yourself. Now, the second thing that I think is really important is that while you're writing, like you maybe make out a weekly plan for yourself of what that would look like to, you know, feel at your absolute best and refocus your energy. And every single day working on self-love, on building that self-esteem, because I think that the more self-esteem we develop, the more we start to really love ourselves, the less we're first of all going to be attracting people who maybe doesn't treat us in the way that we feel we deserve to be treated. Because when we love ourselves, we, you know, everything that we love, we're going to take care of. The things, the people that we love, we take care of and we won't allow negative things to happen to them, right? Because if we love it, we're going to take care of it. And so I think that the more we learn to love ourselves, the less we're going to attract that into our life again. Because the moment that we feel or experience this guy not treating us well, we're going to be able to see that clearly that we like, oh, that's not for me. (laughs) I don't do with being treated like that. And then we're just going to leave because we can so easily fast feel that oh that is not for me but there's something that goes so much deeper than that and that is we often fall in love with like our traumas we fall in love with the thing that we need to heal within ourselves and both parties do that we we fall in love with the patterns that we grew up with in our childhood and it can be the thing that breaks a couple apart but it can also if both parties are willing to do something about it then two people can actually heal that together. But both people have to be super open and willing and vulnerable with each other in order to do that. If we grew up in a malfunctioning family, which, you know, when we grow up, that's when we develop our personality, depending on the family we grew up in, the circumstances, the experiences that we had. And if we grew up to believe that one thing is love, because that's how our parents knew to give us love that was what they grew up with and maybe that had been going on for generations and generations if we grew up in a family where let's say love was being passive aggressive and deep down it didn't feel good but that's what we knew to be love 
then we're going to continue that cycle of that being what we're going to attract, maybe partners who are passive aggressive, and it still doesn't feel good, but that's what we know to be love. Or maybe we grew up with violence, so that's what we believe to be love, then we may end up finding a partner who also has that trait. And unless we actually dig into these childhood traumas, what we really believe to be true about love, we may continue to see the same patterns again and again. I can totally see this in my life with the relationships that I've gone through, that there's been certain things in my childhood that I believe to be love. And so I've attracted a partner that would do that same thing. And then I would think that would be love because that's what I grew up with, but it still brought me discomfort. It didn't feel good. And so until I learned to heal that within myself, I'll continue to to attract partners that do that. So I think that takes therapy and that takes a lot of just working on self through journaling, meditation and and digging deep into that. Also, I just want to say I'm not a I'm definitely not an expert on this topic. I'm obviously just sharing my thoughts, my own personal experiences and I know that there are so many people out there who would be able to explain all of this in a much better way, but I'm just I just want to have a girl chat. So I'm just sharing what I know to this day in a year. Maybe I'll think differently and yeah, that's life, right? We grow. I do want to say something else about relationships. This is a little bit all over the place, but I hope I hope you're with me. I hope that something I'm saying is useful to you if you have this pattern of continuously pursuing someone who maybe isn't giving you what you actually need. So I have a friend and she's in a relationship that she always complains about. They have been together for maybe like six years or something, and she always complains about it. And they have a lot of history together. And they also have a lot of love for each other. But there are so many things in their relationship that she just is unhappy with. And they have broken up, come back together. There's been some cheating involved, which I think is all a result of when you're not fulfilled in a relationship. That's when cheating starts happening. Not necessarily fulfilled, but something is missing. Or it could also just be a pattern from childhood. If you grew up watching your dad cheat, then maybe when you become an adult, maybe it just is like the natural thing for you to do as well. However, she is still in this relationship and still unhappy with the things and first of all I think that she grew up believing certain things about love that this relationship has and therefore she keeps staying in it but also I think that deep down she believes that this is what she deserves and as her friend I know that she deserves so much better she's such a beautiful human and so is he it's not that I don't think ever in a relationship it's like there's one bad guy and one good guy. No, both parties, both people are such good people. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be together. I think that's the situation with my, I mean, I have had three serious relationships in my life. And in all of those three relationships, we were just two good people. Yes, both parties in all situations have, you know, made mistakes and all of that. I mean, we're humans. But both people were good people that just weren't meant to be together or were just meant to be in each other's life for that certain amount of time. Because I feel like in every one of my relationships, I've learned so much and 
I'm so grateful for every single one of the guys because I feel like, you know, they were a part of my life throughout that time, regardless of how beautiful or how painful it was at times. Like, they've helped me become the person that I am today. But back to my friend and her relationship. I think that if you are in a relationship like that or pursuing someone that, you know, maybe isn't treating you right, either you have to fix the problem or you let it go. But what you cannot do is continuously complain and complain and complain because you don't deserve that. You deserve so much better than that. You deserve to feel happy and fulfilled. And I know that it's not always as easy as that, but you know, you can maybe for a few weeks or months, you need to, you know, figure solve this thing, figure this thing out, but you can't continuously complain and not do something about it. And I think that's a reminder I sometimes need, and maybe you need that as well, you listening, that you just can't do that. You you deserve so much better than that. Like, solve the issue or move on. Because if your energy is focused on the issue continuously, you can't make progress in the rest of your life. And it's just going to continue to keep you in this vicious cycle. And as I was mentioned previously, focus on yourself, focus on the goals that you want to achieve, focus on building self-love and what you deserve in life, like get really clear on that. And I mean, self-development books, podcasts, healing, therapy, there's so many ways to do this. But if you're complaining and you can't seem to stop, solve the issue or move on. I just wanted to make that really clearly because maybe you needed to listen. Maybe someone out there needed to hear that today, but stop complaining. It will not do you any good. It will not do anyone good. And I know that, like I mentioned previously, we grow up in families where we create different patterns that we bring onto other parts of our life. And maybe you grew up in a family that just constantly complained and you didn't know how to get out of it. But here's actually a good exercise that I often use that is so beautiful and powerful. You can do it when you wake up. You can do it when you realize yourself to be just like maybe negative in your head, having negative thoughts. It's really focus and think of all of the things that you have to be grateful for, all of the beautiful things in your life. I'll do this if I'm having like a little bit of a rough day. I'll be like, thank you for this incredible morning coffee. Thank you for these trees. Thank you for this beautiful air that I'm breathing. Thank you for movement. Thank you for my legs that allow me to go on this run that I don't really feel like doing right now, but I'm going to do anyway. Thank you for my mom and my dad. Thank you for Alessandra, my friend, or Betty, or like, thank you for me having an iPhone that has literally all the information I will ever need in order for me to grow and develop and build all the dreams that I want to accomplish. Like, just go on this ramble. Abraham Hicks calls it, oh my gosh, I forget what he calls it, but uh, something rampage, something rampage. Just like where you, you think of everything. Like, thank you for the light bulbs so that I don't have to be up in darkness or just sleep every time it's dark out. Like, so many things that we can be grateful for. Thank you for healthy food that gives us energy. So many things. And regardless of the situation you're in, I know that there's things in your life. Like, if you woke up this morning, if you have the technology to listen to this podcast, you have so many things to be grateful for. There are many people in this world that have a lot of issues and sometimes 
also acknowledging what they're going through compared to whatever we feel we have as problems, you know, oftentimes they're minimal. Maybe they're not for you. Maybe you really are going through a challenging time. Like I mentioned so many times in this podcast, like be loving to yourself, be kind. And to be kind to yourself, I think that is getting out of this hole that that you've dug for yourself that is in this negative cycle of things. And yeah, I have so many thoughts today and I'm trying to trying to not be all over the place but it kind of is already all over the place so I hope you're okay with that but I have two things I want to talk about when it comes to relationships and that is like these things that maybe we're complaining about in our relationship two things communication is key are you communicating with your partner with your ego or from a vulnerable state because I think that often these little things that trigger us the things that we find as an annoyance they actually trigger a deeper part of us. Let's say your partner said, you say, oh, I really want to have tacos tonight. And your partner says, oh, let's get sushi. And then you're like, okay, we'll do that. And deep inside, you're like, they always choose what to eat. It's always, always depending on what they want. And I never get to choose what to eat. But really, first of all, you're the one who agreed to get the sushi instead of the tacos, right? So what you could have done is also just like your partner is being egotistic and saying what he wants maybe you could try saying what you want and instead of just constantly agreeing to the sushi being like you know what i actually yesterday we had this thing that you really wanted and i really really feel like tacos today would you be okay if we did that first of all there's a chance that your partner then is going to say you know what yeah if that's really important to you then we're going to do that but because you never open up your mouth and told them what you wanted you make up these stories in your head about them being selfish and them always having the last word and and choosing what to do but if you actually tell them what you want then you know the issue could be solved right then and there if let's say your partner then says but i really want sushi a lot of us will then use our freeze flight or fight response and get into our ego body and like being like, oh, talk negatively about them. Or we can let our guards down and say what's actually going on inside of our hearts. So instead of being like, oh, okay, we're going to do that and then being angry all night long, instead, let go of the ego, let guards down, and just sit and in a calmly matter, be really open and vulnerable about what's actually going on in this situation when, when you feel like maybe that they don't listen to you or you feel that they don't care about what you want and doing it from a really loving state. And of course, to have vulnerable conversations like that, your partner needs to be somewhat open as well. But I think that often whenever one person dares to be vulnerable instead of letting their ego speak be, I think there's a way better chance that the other person is willing to let down their guards as well just quickly wanted to mention that about being vulnerable instead of letting the ego drive whenever you're in a conflict within your relationship but the second thing is love languages I think that's really important to be aware of with your partner because if you're if you have never heard about love languages before there is touch words of affirmation quality time gifts and acts of service and I personally my love language is quality time. 
And just to be clear, it's not quantity time, it's quality time. So for me, that means like being really present with someone, having deep conversation. It doesn't have to be a lot of time, but the time that I do have with them, it needs to be present. Yes. So if that's my love language and whenever my partner gives that to me, I feel so loved. And whenever I want to give them love, I give them that. Like I give them my entire presence and like really quality time. But let's say my partner's love language is gifts. Let's say that's their love language. So they keep giving me that and wanting that in return, but they're not very present with me because that's not their love language. So I may feel because to me, gifts is like the lowest on my list. We have different, we obviously like everything, but there's usually like two main love languages. For me, for example, gifts is like the least important one. And so if they keep giving me gifts and they feel like they're giving me so much love because they're giving me all the gifts, but I don't feel like we have quality time together, even though they feel like they're giving me so much love, I don't feel like I'm getting loved. And the same, I feel like I'm giving them so much love, but because I'm not giving them gifts, I'm giving them quality time, they don't feel loved. And I just think it's two people can be completely like, you know, not be on the same page if they don't aren't sure about what the other person's love language is. And I just think it's important to talk about so that both parties are clear, okay, if I want to give my partner love, I need to give them or come up with these cute little gifts. And just being aware of that, then both parties can feel more love in their relationship, or at least both make an effort to to do that and then constantly communicate how well it's going and if there's things that one person needs or the other person needs. This was, I feel like I'm talking a lot about things that wasn't in the question that Elsa sent us to chat about today, but I have for a long time just had these like little reflections in my head. So I thought even though it's not all answering that specific question, I just wanted to get it out because maybe some of you are in a relationship and are dealing with different things. So just wanted to chat about that. So just to sum up everything, I hope Elsa and everyone else out there who is going through this right now, first, I can relate. And I think most women, females in this world can relate and maybe most men as well. I don't know. I haven't had chats with men about this, but I'm sure that a lot of males have have had a crush on a girl that hasn't been as interested in them as they have in them. I just would advise us all to first of all allow ourselves to feel the heartbreak secondly refocus our energy on ourselves on what it is that we want in this life on what we feel we deserve be good to ourselves and work on developing that self-love and self-esteem and like I've mentioned many times like developing self-esteem I think is every day doing something a little bit out of our comfort zone a little bit challenging to really connect with our inner strength and the things that we're capable of things like looking ourselves in the mirror and saying really kind words to herself I tried this mirror exercise for the first time when I was 18 years old and my mom had gone on this like self-development course thing and she came home and wanted me to try this thing where I was gonna have to look myself in the mirror and tell myself that I love myself and I did not love myself at the time and that's also why I would allow people to maybe not treat me well or I wouldn't stop relationships if some not so good things were going on because 
if I didn't have love for myself, I would continuously allow that to happen. But she, she told me to tell myself that I love myself. And I was crying hard. Like I could not tell myself that I loved myself. And then it, it, it took many years of practice. And I started like believing it when I look myself in the mirror. Something that can help is like seeing, looking at yourself as if you're this younger version of yourself as if you were your five-year-old self and give that person love and like the reason I think it's important to refocus your energy and what it is you want in your life is because then you can write down the things that you feel you would need to do in order to get there to to do those things that would bring you so much joy in this life and something that's going to help you develop the self-esteem is if you actually actually do it and sometimes it can seem overwhelming, but if you break it down into smaller pieces, like I think a lot of us procrastinate because we don't actually know the action steps to get there. So if we break it down, like, okay, what does that look like on a daily basis? Like, what do I need to do every single day in order to get there? And then I think that seeing ourselves doing that thing that is really loving towards ourselves because it's leading us towards this thing that we deep down want in life, I think is um, going to help us develop that self-esteem because you know, we, we see ourselves doing this thing for ourselves, and we give ourselves love in the mirror. We focus on hopefully speaking really nicely to ourselves. And that may be a long, long journey of practicing. It definitely continuously is something I'm working on. Every time like I catch myself thinking just anything negative towards myself, be like, hold up, let's change that thought and turn it into something positive and loving towards yourself. I mean, developing self-esteem and more love for ourselves is a never-ending journey. But it's a beautiful one because we can feel the difference when we when we do these things that are good to ourselves for ourselves, then we feel the difference. We get into a completely different flow. We attract different energies and yeah, a lot of thoughts, but I just want to thank Elsa again for sending in that voice note. I know I went a little over the all over the place, but I hope that some of the things I mentioned can feel useful. And girl, I feel you. I think most people who are listening to this can. And oh, I just hope you're so loving to yourself. You really, really deserve that. You really do. And so does everyone else who's going through that. Again, if you have a question, something that you're wondering that you want us to chat about as friends on this podcast, then please send a voice note or a video on Instagram and I would love to chat about it on here. I'm just so grateful that you listen. I'm I'm both, I don't even know how to put it into words, but it's like, I can't believe that you're listening to my podcast, just listening to me sit here in this hotel room yeah i'm just incredibly grateful thank you if you want to continue doing this consider subscribing and if you want to help me out write a review or give me some stars up to five stars and take care of yourself today be loving i hope that you take away one thing from this podcast episode that you do one exercise of the things that i mentioned that you feel could either just bring you a little joy today or could really help you make a massive shift in your life and help you grow and become more aligned with the person that you want to be and just as usual be good to yourself and remember that in order to grow you have to challenge your norm <laughs>